Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecabin.com. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the results from the All-County Football League last weekend. Um, we're going to catch up with Cavan under-20 manager John Brady as he looks ahead to the beginning of the Leo Murphy Cup, which is essentially the under-20 league where Cavan will be playing Antrim, and Antrim, Derry and Loud. Uh, but we'll have that later on in the show. And uh, we're, as always, we're delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt. Paul, before my phone goes off here, <laughs> too late, this is you. Um, you, you. You went on a wee spying mission. If Cavan were to beat Armagh, you went down to look at, at potential final opponents in Brewster Park. But you got a shock. People like me and you have become accustomed to... You know, we, we get match accreditation, so you walk in, you don't know how much it costs, so you hear how much it costs, but you don't even realise that that's physically what it is. You were surprised. I was surprised. <laughs> it was... Uh, Being I, a real calf, man. I was shocked and dismayed, and uh, very hurt, to be honest <laughs> with you. Basically, what happened was, um, I took a notion I'd go down to Brewster on Sunday morning, and there I went, I didn't have... I have my pass, but I hadn't applied for accreditation. And for those games, you had to apply for special accreditation because uh, imagine a, a journalist getting into a press box if their name wasn't on a sheet of paper. Like mm-hmm. you've lads there with high vis vests on them. In all fairness, like, but th- there was there was a high vis at the at the at the t- the thing, and um, uh, he basically wouldn't let me go into the press box, which was great. I didn't kick up a row with him, but because uh, he's a high vis and high vis like power to them is like oxygen you need it otherwise you're not going to survive so my friend didn't let me in but that was fine because he said in in their defence maybe it was the fact that there, or maybe there wasn't room in the press box or yeah well you know. I am pretty big but <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have I think I've been in Brewster Park enough times this stage but anyway anyway to be fair I was uh, there was someone else with me anyway so it suited me to go to go to, to the terrace but I walked around anyway now this is going to sound like Sometimes you hear these idiot politicians who do a little box pop or something and some of the questions are like, how much is a loaf of bread? And they are like 20 euro or 10 cent. Yeah. They don't know. I'm a bit like that. I was genuinely thinking, into the terrace for an Ulster Championship match, surely, surely, it might be a tenner, but surely it's no more than 15 euro to get into the terrace. That's what I thought. So anyway, I went up to the little hatch in the wall in Brewster and there was a lad there and he was uh, as ignorant as a pig. It's the nicest way I could describe him. And I asked him, how much was it? for the two of us into the terrace I just said two into the terrace and the man says 50 euro and he goes no sorry he growled at me first of all and he said uh, uh, staring at euros and I said euros and he said 50 and I said I said no no not to stand the terrace and the man just goes 50 and I said by Jesus so I handed over my crisp 50 euro note that was you thought was going to do you week I thought <laughs> 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 yeah, and that, then uh, 
so that was the meal on the way home gone. So pocket money was gone <laughs> for a week. So then I went and bought a program. And oh, Jesus, you didn't. I, I think he said... And how much nowadays do they cost? I think he said three three pounds or four euro, and I gave him three euro. Um, because the reason for that was I only had 55 euro, and I was after meet, meeting Rory Rafferty uh, from Gaelic Weekly, and he was selling tickets for, for um, the club, I think it was, and I bought a ticket off him, which cost me the other two euro. So I was down 55 quid to get into the terrace, and then I watched the biggest pile of muck... That, that I've seen in a, in a good while between Fermanagh and Donegal where Fermanagh played with 13 defenders and Donegal played with 12 and it was just it was just brutal and I just thought to myself that's how first of all I know people are thinking boohoo God help you we do this every <laughs> we week we do this every week we and do I, this absolutely every week I appreciate that yeah. I, absolutely and I have sympathy for anyone who's, who's paying through the nose and I do hear people are very opinionated and you know what he who pays the piper calls the tune. If you're if you're handing over your hard earned money, you're entitled to it to have an opinion and, and to be critical as well. But um I just thought it's no wonder that there's a bit of apathy there and there's no wonder that that uh attendances are falling. Like I know and you know as well, like I know lots of fellas from Emirate Hills, I can think of several who years ago, like when I was growing up and even after that, I think they would do is they'd go to every Ulster Championship match. Mm. Doesn't matter who was playing, to be a carload of them and they'd go to Celtic Park or Casement, Bally Buffet, Oma. Make a deal. Yeah, and that, that, that's what they did. Because you were looking, you were, it was blood and guts. You were gonna, you were, you had a good chance of an upset here or there. You might get a row, you'd get something, you get a bit of excitement. It was a great day out. It was a great day out. Yeah. And you'd meet people, some of them were footballers, that used to play with Cav, and they'd meet people they used to know over the years and all that. That's done now. That's gone mm. up. Unless the real diehards. Now, obviously, I went to one as neutral, but that's a total exception um, for me even. But that's the neutrals aren't going to these games. There wouldn't be very many neutrals at Cavan for example. No. And Brefley Park is a nice ground to go to. Brewster Park. I always said over the years that the stewards in Brewster Park were the friendliest stewards. Um, there's never any hassle usually, but the also council have or lawn to themselves. But if, if you're some, usually if you went to a, to a game in Brewster, like a league game or something like that, they're yeah. always bang on. Like there's no yeah. L, L shade in the car park or anything like that. And yeah, they're. But I always find them a hundred percent. But have to worry. Um, the the wife was with me and she doesn't go to too many matches. Like and she, I well now I should say I kind of sold it to her like a romantic day out down by the down by Loch <laughs> <laughs> That so that you know but. So there's no ice creams or anything. Your, your, your budget was gone on ticket and program. <laughs> program and ticket for the for the Enniskill and Gales draw. But Did you not get flowers or something for these <laughs> flowers, David. Fifty <laughs> euro, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> but I I think she was expecting. Like it's not that she's never been to a football match, but I think as someone that doesn't go to that many matches, she was probably expecting a little bit more in, in the way of facilities. Like I, I give an example. I know I'm being scabby here with the 25 quid but the average p- price for a Premiership match ticket I looked it up is £31 and that's kind of inflated because the big clubs and the London based clubs are kind of high because everything's dear in London pounds. yeah I, well I went to Fulham and, and Cardiff a few weeks ago and I think it was it was 40 something yeah. but the average price is £31 and you're talking about top really top class facilities it's covered stand all the way around you have a, you have a nice seat uh, all that stuff might even be a bar Oh yeah, there's a bar there. Um, Toilets or I know because because uh, when I was in, in Fulham, I sampled the, the catering, and you had a lot of choice. Like in Brewster, you don't have that. Now, obviously, I'm not being a little princess here. Like you're going to watch the match, 
but they need to up their game. If you're charging premium prices, you need to offer a bit more because mm-hmm. the GA have been asleep at the wheel. They haven't protected the, the core elements of the game. I always go back to basketball when the shot clock came in. There was a famous game in, in basketball that finished something like 15-9, an NBA game. And then that's when they decided, right, we need a shot clock. We need to do something. Because they said, what's exciting about basketball? It's fast and furious and there's lots of scores. What's exciting about, about Gaelic? Well, the big hits are gone out of it. The, As has been seen by the two shoulders, you know, Killen Mooney and, uh, and Mannion. I, I think Peter Canavan was making the point on a podcast I was listening to. Like the, they, they were, okay, they might have been slightly off target, but there were attempts at shoulders and straight red cards. Like straight reds. And, and Caelan Mooney was upheld today. Yeah. Like I saw an email there about that. Like sort of, a lot of the physicality has gone out of it. It's not that players don't want to be physical, but it's that they were afraid that if they were a spit second late, they might, not alone will be put off, they might miss the next game as well. And that's what happened Mooney. But... That's gone out of it. And then if this these mass defences, and like I would not blame Rory Gallagher for one second for setting up his team the way he did because they were, for man, are very limited. Like, watching them up close. And normally, I was saying this to you off air, you're, watching a, you're covering a game and you're taking notes and it's amazing how much you miss when you're trying to take notes and you're maybe up against a deadline or whatever. But normally, I every match I go to nearly I'm covering. At this game, I wasn't. So it was sort of a novel experience and I, I, I noticed a lot more. And for Manor are so ordinary. They're very ordinary. So I, I don't blame Rory Gallagher for setting up the, um, the way he did. Should it be allowed in the rules? Why have we not modified the rules to take away this a team playing a mass defence which is so boring to watch? Whatever way you look at it, mm-hmm. it's pretty boring. And I just thought I just well, thought it was wasn't a particularly fun experience. And at the end of the day, it is meant to be uh, I suppose a, a, an experience of enjoyment to go and watch these games and therefore neutral should enjoy it but you didn't come away from Brewster Park thinking now that was money well spent no it didn't I honestly didn't no and uh, I know um, my other half wouldn't go back I wouldn't say she might go to a Cavan game but she, she'll never come to to Brewster Park with me for, for a Donny Call for Manor game again yeah. and like it didn't. That's different. The only thing see, that's that, that's where I think that the, that maybe you might be hitting something on here. If if the price is twenty five euro, the price is twenty five euro. But make sure you get value for money. That that's people it. are coming awa- away from it. Like I'm thinking in my experience, right? If if I was to go with my with my wife and my two kids, what's that going to cost me? You know, yeah. uh, right? Okay, at the minute when they're very young, maybe nothing more than the fifty, but. You're still talking about a full in, in in a few years time. That that could be a hundred quid. Oh, could the, the way it's going. Well, the under, like when your kids get up a bit, they're gonna you're gonna have to pay at least a fiver for them because the, the the under sixteen's gone free. That's gone. Yeah, done away. So they're actually asking people who are bringing their children to an Ulster Championship match on a Sunday. These grounds aren't sold out. Yeah, you know they're they could, they're bringing them along and they're getting them involved in the game and they're s- s- setting and training a tradition where they might grow up to love the game and you're asking parents to, to, to fork, to out, fork for out for that and you understand if it's a sellout and they're taking someone else's seat but the more children are there the better like yeah, yeah uh, on every level but uh, two things I should clarify before we move on you could, people will say uh, it's not the GA's fault it was a bad game but I'm saying it is really because they they have not protected the core product um, that made the game so, so great over the years and so exciting and it's sort of been sanitised and yet they've allowed this to go on. And like, it's not like it started last year. We're nearly 10 years looking at this puke football, as Pat Spillane described it. And I'm not criticising Fermanagh for the way they set up 
and Donegal were, and the other thing Brawley was saying about Fermanagh on, on the Sunday game how he painted a picture that they were poisonous and cynical I didn't see that at all I thought Donegal were more cynical like going down injured in front of the kick out and stuff like that I don't think all were more cynical. Fermanagh struck me as an honest team and worked very hard and were trying to, as they rightly said in the Sunday game, they were just trying to find a way that they could be in the game when it got into the melting pot and maybe they'd get something. Mm. Um, and the other thing is just about the, the Ulster Council. I know I, I know I didn't apply for accreditation, so by the letter of the law I shouldn't have been in there. Yeah. But I do have a pass and it wasn't doing any harm like what harm was it going to do? Maybe this is just a petty gripe. But Maybe. It, it, it did annoy well, me a wee bit. Regardless of whether you should have got in or you shouldn't, um, my my what I'm taking away from it is that as a paying customer, you didn't come away with value for money, in your opinion. And, and that's something that will change your future behaviours. Will you ever go back to a game as a neutral yourself and your good wife? You know, and I think that that's something that maybe an exit poll <laughs> from from games by the GA to say, okay, you're walking out from this game now. Do you mind if I just grab you for a minute? What was your experience like? Did you enjoy the stadium? Did you think the facilities were good enough? Did you enjoy the game? Get an idea of are people, you know, if they're happy coming away from it, they're more likely to come back and spend their money again. Well said, yeah. If they're not happy coming away from it, the chances are we're going to continue on the trend of going down with attendances and that's what we're seeing and the, the other thing as well luckily enough it stayed dry but like we were in an uncovered section for our 50 euro we could have got soak, soaked wet there as well like, yeah. uh, which would, would, would have been no fun but anyway that's, yeah. my, that's my rant over yeah well I think I've given you 13 minutes to, to get that <laughs> rant out so that's going to cost you 50 euro <laughs> <laughs> no I'll, I'll never I'll never sorry one more bit of this rant I'll never again pay into pay 50 euro into a game where I'm not emotionally invested in it Absolutely not. I think that's a fair enough comment to make. In fact, I'll go even one further. The chances of you ever paying into a game that you're not emotionally invested because of the line of work you're in is very, very slim. Because yeah. you're emotionally invested in Cavan, but any game the Cavan's playing, you're being paid to cover. So you'll never have to do it again, Paul. It's all right. <laughs> your, your pocket is safe for another few years. Oh, well, look at my My pocket is... is uh, it's full. Very important. Moving on. important to me. <laughs> go ahead, you... Yeah. Go on. <laughs> we know the potential of Cavan boys and girls, men and women, and we value how the GAA unites our tribe. We don't run from where we're from. This is our home. We're Cavan. We believe. Not everybody's lucky enough to be from Cavan. But for 100 euros, you could be lucky enough to win a new house in Dublin. All profits raised will help fund the Cavan GAA Polo Ground Centre of Excellence. Go to www.winningdublin15.ie to learn more. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 433 0111. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. 
If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Just to bring your attention, folks, to a couple of things we have over on our Patreon service. That's www.patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. Um, last week, I caught up with Nicholas Was. It's only going up on the Patreon service today. Um, but obviously, former Cavan player, former GDM um, with Cavan GA, former Aussie rules player and international rules player, Nicholas Walsh. Um, I had a good old chat with him, so that interview is up over on Patreon.com. We'll later on in the week be bringing you um, the preview of Cavan against Monaghan with Michael Hannon, Paul Fitzpatrick and myself. We have an exclusive interview with the Cavan manager, Mickey Graham, along with hopefully one other interview with an uh, ex-Cavan player, but I can't confirm that just yet. But uh, lots of action over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. For the price of $5 a month, you're getting a huge amount of additional content. Moving on to um, last weekend's All-County Football League results, Paul. We're going to start at Division 3 and, and run through these, run through all results pretty much as quick as we can. Um, Red Hills against Corla, 118 to Red Hills, 3-9 to Corla. Uh, Kildallan, 218, Mount Nugent, 210. Kilshamrocks, 14 points, Drung, 410. Shannon Gales, 114, Ballamacue, 115. Uh, Muncher Connacht conceded to Kilishandra. Drumgoon beat Drummalee 315 to 24. And Templeport beat Mahara 121 to 15. First one that stands out to me there is Muncher Connacht conceding the game, uh, which is disappointing. I think that's the first one that they've conceded this year. But Coral have conceded um, as well. I'm not sure if Mahara conceded any this year. No, I don't think so. Disappointing to see another team in that bracket. Yeah, it is, it is very disappointing. Maybe they were missing some of their under-20 players. Uh, I'm not sure whether they were able to play with the clubs or not. They were, yeah. They were allowed, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so it's, maybe they have an injury crisis or something because I, I don't remember them conceding before, but no, disappointing. It is disappointing. Um, Drumgoon's win over Drumley three fifteen to two four. My own club Drumley, obviously, but that that's a very disappointing result. You'd expect Drumley would be competitive. Yeah, although Drumgoon are going well. Yeah, the, uh, under under Kieran O'Malley, they're they're definitely on the rise there. But the disappointing result for Drumley. It is um, your own Red Hills letting in three nine against Corla, but still coming away with the victory. Yeah, it was a narrow window. I think it was three points. Yeah, um, Cor- like Corla, they've conceded a couple of games, as far as I know. But they're actually, they're actually competing well. Like when they're yeah. when they when they have their team and are able to field, like they got a win against Munster Connacht and they were very competitive against Ben Nugent and uh, again competitive there against Red Hills, who would, who would be probably one of the stronger teams in it. So good, good to see. And your your beloved Kildallan, they they picked up a win two eighteen against Mount Nugent, who got two ten. Kildallan back in the rise. Your 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 heart is going on again. Yeah, enigmatic Kildallan, unbelievable. Especially worth mentioning the Cahill Jordan, who scored one five in that game, including a, a great lob goal. Phenomenal. Yeah. He uh, did he mean the lob? Don't know. <laughs> did he mean the lob? I only I only saw it in the match report in, in tomorrow's set, but uh, 
He is he is skillful, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. So that leaves the um, Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Limited All County Football League Division Three table with Kilishandra on top, sixteen points from their nine games. Drumgoon on the same, sixteen points from nine games, followed by Ballamacue, who have fourteen points from their eight games. Um, and then you have Drung and Shannon Gales with eleven points from their nine games. So um I'd imagine it's those five teams that will compete for the top end of the of the table. Moving on to the All County Football League Division Two results. Um on Sunday evening it was Den against Baileyborough and Den came away two twelve to one twelve victory here. Corner Fane on Saturday evening uh, lost by a point to Lavi, 14 points to one goal and 12. Knockbride and Drumlane saw out a draw, 1-12 apiece. Swanland Bar, 2-9. Butler's Bridge, 3-9. Killing Care, 15 points. Ballyhays, who were at home, 14 points. And Coohullins and Beltorbet finished a draw, 1-12 apiece. What stands out for you? Um, well, I know Ryan Connolly got 1-9 there for Drumlane, which, wow. was, which was good scoring, yeah. Um, then had a very good win against Baileyburg because they had, I think they had five wins in a row That's right. coming into it then have a good forward line and they're starting to get lads back Mossy Cord a brilliant game in the middle of the field for them so again then are, are going to be lining up a big assault on the on the junior championship that's that, that's a hell of a result coming into this time of year because Baileyburg are probably fancying themselves now for a crack at the intermediate as well so okay. tells you where then are at um, Fergal Flanagan got two goals for the bridge he's featured very prominently for the bridge in the last few weeks so he's a, he's a lad there's not too many of them out there at the minute who should be on the Cavan panel or or, or, or would definitely work their way their place on the Cavan panel and aren't there but I think he's won mm. um, I'd like to see him back in there um, not for this year but I think I'd love to see him back in there next year Yeah well the, the question would be when he's playing so well with the club and has been for the last four or five weeks you know is there still room for somebody like him, or could he get up to speed? And um, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a question we could ask later on when we go into Division One as well. But Fergal Flanagan definitely, from what I'm hearing with Butler's Bridge, he's leading the light, or leading light for them, in a in a period when they're missing obviously Quivian most of the time. Um, he's only played one game this year for them. Um, they're missing Johnny Leddy and Killian Leddy and, and a few key players like that so he seems to be carrying a lot of Butler's Bridges victories on his own shoulders so um, good to see that the surprise in, in the division and in that game as well was that Butler's Bridge got three goals and we've been talking about it for a few weeks Paul yeah I think you've your homework done on this I now. have we've been talking about it for a while about how many goals Swanland Bar have been conce- conceding and I think I made an estimate on the podcast a few weeks ago that they might have conceded 70 odd goals um, between last year and, and what we've had so far this year I think it could have been around that did you say 70 or 80 was it something I think I might have said 100 one week and then I thought about it and I, I thought it was a way <laughs> much lower. so if we go back to the start of the All County Football League in 2018 and every game that Swanland Bar senior team has played since that they've played 27 games in those 27 games they have now conceded 63 goals, which wow. is a goal and a half per, or sorry, two and a half goals per game, roughly. So in their in their All County Football League last year, they conceded 27 goals on 14 in their 14 games, which included the playoff. Um, in their championship, in five games, they conceded 13 goals. And so far in the league, in eight games, they've conceded 23 goals in 2019. So on 
10 occasions out of those 27 games, they've conceded three goals. On three occasions, they've conceded four. Sorry, on four occasions, they've conceded four, which means 13 times they've conceded just less than three goals. So, and, and actually, and one, is it one, two clean sheets? Two clean sheets in 27. In those 27, both of them coming at the end of the league last year in the playoff game against Den and in the last round of the league against Butler's Bridge, where they only conceded seven points, which was the lowest score to be conceded in the in the two years. So, um, it's strange. It's strange that that they haven't. Maybe they are trying to address it, but it's, you know, you'd imagine that conceding goals is a thing that that would sort of be addressed fairly quick because it's. A run of conceding goals, I've never seen one to go on that long before. Like you, you sometimes see a team that and over five or six games they start to leak goals and then they then they kinda of tighten up because it becomes so glaringly obvious. But this seems to be going on and on and on with Swad. And if you took but away the goals they're probably probably would be very competitive yeah because they're putting up big scores highly. yeah they yeah. score very highly and I suppose maybe it's the balance of it we're, we're talking about Fermanagh earlier on and, and you know they're so negative in the way they play or, or, or so defensive that, yeah. but they don't score highly and, and that's the balance you're, you're going to take that risk but like the last time that they've had a clean sheet was against then in the league playoff in 2018 um, this year the lowest goals that they've conceded in the league has been two, and they've done that on two occasions. The rest of the time is either three or four goals. So, you know, it, it, there's definitely a problem with Swan and Bar and, and keeping the goals out at the minute. So um, they can't they can't say that it's not been noticed. Um, the other one that stands out for me in this league was Killing Care's victory over Bally Hayes. Bally Hayes, who were top of the table. Killing Care, who were in toward, I think, going into this weekend, winning by a single point. That's a hell of a result. Yeah, 15-14. I think Emma Fitzsimons come on and got the winner. Um, great result there for, for Killing Care. Excellent result. Bally Hayes had been unbeaten at home. Um, so, fantastic uh, result for them. We, we, we could put it in two ways that, that Bally Hayes weren't at full tilt. I understand that they were missing David Brady, Kevin Tierney, Porrick Moore. Um, but neither were Killing Care, who were missing. Emmett Fitzsimons came on in the last few minutes. Peter McCabe's missing. Paul Brady's missing. Noel McGovern is missing. They're missing their goalkeeper, Sean McGovern, as well. Um, so yeah, Brian Clark was in goals. Yeah, yeah. Scatman is, is uh, sheet. Yeah, and, and apparently kickouts were very, very good. I was told that Owen Clark was outstanding at fullback, though. He's. Um, Apparently, his his physique and his his drive from the fullback has been outstanding. Like he was very good for Calvin Miners last year, but to settle into and he was playing full forward last. Yeah, year. I was just going to say that to settle into a completely new position and do so well is is something that's that's very notable. In fairness, Sean McCormick and Connor Lyons done very well in the middle of the field, and Stephen Smith, as always, was a huge threat up front. Um, but. Killing Care had Kieran Sexton back for the first time. He played on the 40 and scored four points from open play. Um, Damien Sexton came off the bench and hit a couple of points. Gary Denning, I'm told, is playing exceptionally good football in the half-back line for Killing Care. And then Liam and Kevin McCabe were, were excellent as well. So um, it, it, a hell of a result there, which on the back of Bailiabur being beat by, um, by Den puts Killing Care now into second position in the table and gives them a, a real fighting chance of, of promotion, which would be some achievement for a junior club going up to, to senior. Yeah, again, all these league results 
especially in Division 2 are pointing to this junior championship which is going to be absolutely brilliant Yeah, it's going to be because any championship where you're talking about five or six good teams with lots of county players and well-known players and players um, that, that are well fit to play at a higher level is always going to be a good championship and Killing Care are going to be a big part of that too think so. So the uh, Romar Energy All-County Football League Division 2 table sees Ballyhays on top with 14 points from their 9 games. Second and third it's Killing Care with 12 points from their 9 games and then in fourth it's Butler's Bridge with 11 points from 9 games. In fifth and sixth it's Knockbride and Lavi with 10 points from their 9 games. So you know any of those top 6, in fact even Cuhullins maybe with 9 points from 9 games aren't too far off they're only 5 points off the lead in a in a 13 game league you know there's five games left in that division it still it still could end up anyway but that's that's a very very interesting division down at the bottom end Swan and Baron Arva have two points from their eight games um, and then there's a bit of a gap up to Drumlane and Den who have seven points from nine games for Drumlane and seven points from eight games for Den Cornafain could even be brought into that relegation end with eight points from their nine games so that division two always intrigues me because they um because you have the the drop at the bottom and the promotion at the top it's it the middle bracket is always so close to either or so you're never really comfortable in division two yeah it's like the intermediate championship there's always fresh blood coming into it yeah so it really shakes it up it does it does moving on to um Division 1 All-County Football League results at the weekend. On Sunday evening, Rammer United and Castle Rahan drew up in Fay Park with uh, the score being 12 points apiece. Saturday evening, Kingscourt Stars beat Balanya up in Kingscourt 18 points to 9. Kiligarry beat Lara 3-13 to 117. Cavan Gales beat Crushlaw 4-16 to 14 points. Um, Lacken beat Mullahorn 2-8 to 9 points. I think that's all of the games in that division for the weekend any of the results standing out or did you hear anything from them well Kilgary that's their first win isn't it it is yeah. but they've been slowly improving as the thing has gone on they're just missing so many players sorry uh, it's not their first win to beat um, who did they beat Kingscourt was it no mid- sorry to beat somebody earlier on to beat somebody earlier on yeah that's right So like, they, but they have been improving looking at their results um, so probably they're probably just coming back to themselves. Um, Kingscourt's win against Balnia was a good win. Yeah. Balnia started the league brilliantly and Kingscourt, there was a lot of doom and gloom around them and they've obviously Noel McIntyre and Joe Dillon have done the cruciates and they're, 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 they've lost players but they're still a tough nut to crack at home and that would have been without Parik Faulkner. Um, so a good result for, for them. Uh, I suppose the Gales beating Crushlana. Crushlana would have been missing a few of their county players. Seven. But the, seven. But the Gales would have been missing five. Five. That's the that's the two fortunes, the two Murrays. Two fortunes, two Murrays, and who's the? Oh, Paul Graham. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. Yeah, so they're missing five. So that's probably even out. So that that's an eye-catching result for the Gales. Yeah. And looking sure. at the betting on the county on Paddy Power on the senior championship, the Gales are favourites to win it. They're nine to four. Yeah. Castleran seven to two, uh, Rammer nine to two, and Crushlaw six to one, which I think is probably the value um, there, but. That, the, that's the that's Gales, a good, good win for the Gales. Gales result, the full forward line was um, Keelan Donahue. Keenan, yeah. Keenan Donahue, 2 3. Oh, he's, yeah, he's playing well, that fella. Vinnie Coyle, I think 4 or 5 points. Shawnee Johnson won 7. So between their full forward line, they got about 3 14. 
Jesus. That's some scoring yeah. for a full forward line. That's, and that's fabulous. Like we're, we've been talking, we've been talking for a while on the podcast about Shawnee Johnson. You know, back on the county panel, or is he good enough? We mentioned Fergal Flanagan earlier on. Another name I'm hearing when I talk to Gales people, Keenan Donahue is worth a look because he's consistently scoring highly for Calvin Gales in Division One. Yeah, I I saw him playing last year. I think for the first time, and I was very impressed with him. Um, I, I, I think I saw him playing on some Pat's McCrory team before, and he, I was That's impressed right. with him. He's a handful. He's just an out and out corner forward. He's got a few a few tricks up his sleeve. He can beat a man, and he's very accurate. Mm. Um, he's in the Martin Dunn, Shawnee Johnson mould. Uh, no, definitely a good player, and like a player like that who who's so accurate and can slot the ball over the bar like, like that, kind of at his ease, is always is always worth having on any team. That's it, and he's only twenty one, maybe or so. You know, could young, be a late developer, young enough fella that. He he could be could be worth a look at some point anyway. You'd you'd like to think if if he can consistently do it at Division One All County Football League, and then maybe show in the championship coming that he can do it because that that may be the only question that we haven't seen him perform to this level at at championship at senior championship level. But he definitely seems to be ticking all the right boxes at the minute. So. Um, he's one we'll we'll continue to watch out for. I did hear there was one county player on show at the weekend. Apparently, Ender Flanagan came on at half time for Castleran. See, now I I was saying that that was a shrewd move by Castleran and Ramart to play that game Sunday evening, because the county played an in-house game on Sunday morning, and after that in-house game, you know, which I have to say I think is a great thing that the Cavan panel none of them togged out on Saturday evening. They all were saying, well, no, I have to keep myself right because I want to get on the panel for the RMI game. So there's no, you usually see something, somebody descend away from the group and go, no, fuck this, I'm going to play with my club. But there was none of that on Saturday evening. But a hell of a move by <laughs> by Castleran and Rammer to play that game Sunday evening, let Enda Flanagan and whoever else play with their club or with the, with the in-house game Sunday morning and then go and talk to the management after and say, listen, we have a game this evening, can I talk out? And... You know, if you're not in the running, why not? Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, that'll bring that that half will bring in the Flanagan on probably as good as a couple of training sessions or more. So, yeah. yeah. Did he do well when he came on? Didn't hear now. Just heard um, that he came on and um, that the game finished the draw. I didn't hear anything else otherwise. Yeah, very good. I would have went to the game, but I was down in Brewster paying fifty euro. <laughs> And you'd have gone in for free to Castle and Rammer. That would have been as romantic as anything for yourself and your good wife. Uh, so it leaves the Kieran and Service Station All County Football League Division 1 table with Rammer on top with 13 points from their eight games. Cavan Gale second with 12 points from their eight games. Castle have 11 from seven and Crushalaw have 11 from eight. Um, then you're down into Gown and Balanya who have nine points. Then at the bottom end of the table, Mullerhorn have two points from their eight games. Lara have two from their seven. Kiligary have four from their eight and Lacken have five from their eight. Lacken obviously beaten Mullerhorn at the weekend. Um, the less said about that, the better because my blood will start to boil again and we don't want to hear that. So we don't. <laughs> well, no we're all, for anyone's ears. We're all ranting on this podcast today, Damien, so you can it's, rant if you want. No, I, 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 I'll, I'll hold my frustration, so I will. Um, looking ahead now to... I suppose tomorrow night's game, Cavan starting the league competition called the Leo Murphy Cup um, in the under-20s, where they're going to be taking on Loud in Kingsman Breffney at half seven. Um, I suppose, look, at we, we, we'll cut to a, a clip from an interview i done with John Brady 
um, where you'll just get a, a feeling of how things are going in the camp. You have you have the three games coming up now in ten days. Um, three games in ten days, yeah. It, 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 uh, was there any particular reason? Is that just the way it was laid out for you? Or did you have a, a choice in those fixtures coming so close together? Uh, no, there's no choice. It was not the way they were fixed. No. Right. And would, would you have guys doing the leaving, sir? Anybody? Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. No, we have. We've um, just three, sorry, four on the team, or four of the panel doing the leaving, sir. But they'll hardly be involved from the the Derry or the Antrim games they're mid well sorry are they are they mid leaving cert they'll be in the middle of exams yeah they would be yeah right right so maybe not the Derry match but definitely the Antrim match is in the middle of many of right right it's uh, so that's going on that's going on up to the week before the championship like the leaving cert so. so the whole the whole idea of uh, bringing on their 17s in and, and really just on the 20s to avoid leaving cert hasn't worked essentially you know, well, what, well, I think this competition back to February or March next year back to when it was so that's the best scenario the whole lot oh they, they will do it will they yeah it's going to be done yeah there's up all over the place over so we, like we have had the same panel together for training for ever nearly between college exams the last month yeah that's right so, and club games then the month before and it's you're bringing them in just to re to rehab them. That's all you're doing, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there, there, you can't really get any momentum at all. No, no, you can't. And you think there's a week coming up where you have it, and then you know there's something else going on. So look, that's the way it is. And come just in, get on with it, That's all you can do. That's all you can do. What way are you then with with the? We'll say, is it just the two lads then are on the senior panel, Ushin and James? Yeah, just the two of them, yeah. Will you have them available for this, Leo Murphy? Uh, no, not at the minute. Um, they're obviously they're in the senior panel, so they're preparing for the okay. for the semi-final on Sunday, so they're not, they won't be with us for these two games on you. Yeah, so you it's... Know, so, no, they're with the senior panel, so they're just, you know, that's what they are at the minute, so we carry on with what we have as well. So. Okay. Okay. I think it's better that way anyway, rather than flitting in and out. Better for the other lads as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah. For, for the true. league anyway, so we'll see what way forward the line the land is for the championships. Yeah, so the full interview on that is, is in um, the Anglo Celt this week. But a very, very difficult environment to try and develop a squad or develop the players that are going to be your county seniors, hopefully, some of them in the next year or two, when you're sandwiched in between leave and cert college exams the club month April for clubs um, and all, all of this while all county football league games are going on and your players have to play the whole way through now the latter I don't necessarily have that big of a problem with because the young lads need as many games as they can but the idea of going to under 20s I think it's done nothing for the game it's done nothing to help promote that age group other than put it to the back of, of the queue when it comes to media attention I one hundred percent agree with you. I think if it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. Mm. That that was a great competition, and not just because Cavan had a good run. That even when Cavan weren't winning that competition, it was always a good competition. It was something people looked forward to, and it, it shortened the winter. These midweek nights, and um, you had all the best players, you had county senior players playing in it. Straight away, by taking the county senior players out of it, you've sort of demeaned it a little bit. You've definitely lowered the standard of it. Yeah. Um, 
like you're, you're probably taking the two or three best players of every team in it. How can, how can that help, help any competition? And then you're now you're just sort of running it off like a blitz. Three game, the league part of it's going to play three games in ten days, and then then you're going into the championship. You heard John Brady there saying that he hasn't been able to get his full panel together. Um, mm. It's not good enough, but there is talk it'll change again back next year. Um, yeah. So John was saying there. So uh, hopefully that'll happen. But look, at John's got an excellent record. Uh, Tobin County. He's got a great record of getting teams on the semi-finals and finals and one penny of trophies. So I have no doubt, even though it's been difficult to prepare, he'll have that team ready. And he seems to have a knack for getting teams up for for big games. You saw it last year with the minors, um, where they, right. they stunned Derry like in the first mm-hmm. round, and um, you saw it. You saw it the year before that, of course, when the minors beat Monaghan in the first round, went all to the Ulster final, and then knocked out Galway in the quarter final. They're big scalps, so I would, I'd, I'd be quietly confident that there's enough talent there, and John will know the players inside out that that they, they might do well in that competition. But the, I know the preparation is the same for everyone, but it's just unfortunate that mm-hmm. it's left things very difficult for everyone. It's funny, I was talking to the Donegal under-20 manager at the Cavan Donegal minor game and he was saying the same, but what they done was, like Monaghan, they got all their games played earlier on so that they wouldn't collide with the senior or with the leave insert. Um, but like that, he was saying, you know, very, very difficult to prepare the team when you have club games going on, you have a lot of other distractions with... He was mentioning mostly college exams and stuff, and that's trying to study for these very important exams in their life. And and you know you're trying to say, well, look at give this an extra hour or two a week, you know, when they can't really afford to maybe. Whereas you take it back and 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 bring it back to Cav, and then if the if this competition was run in end of February, March, maybe early April, right, it might be colliding directly with the uh, with the National Football League. But it's a Wednesday night competition and you could see a lad playing maybe a game on a Wednesday night and then only having to come on for the seniors or maybe coming on for the seniors, maybe building his confidence. James Smith, Ocean Pearson won't play throughout this league for the under-20s because they're part of the senior squad and, and John Brady has no qualms with that. It, it was their decision to go and, and, and make themselves available for the seniors. But surely they'd love the opportunity to have played with Cavan on the 20s. Yeah, you know, at some point, and still play with Cavan seniors. It's it's brutal. It's brutal, and and we've taken away not in every game, but for for a lot of games, we've taken away that stage for the minors as well, um, yeah. where they don't get to play before the, before the senior game a lot as well. Like these are good traditions. I don't know why they're being changed. Like um, that just be always be so good. Now the under like our minors played in Breffney on the evening after our seniors yeah, there a couple why, of weeks ago. Why couldn't that have been on the same? Well, I did. Hear, I did I know hear, triple header. Someone asked an Ulster Council um, official within my earshot there that day, and he said it, it wasn't known in time um, who would be in it. So there was a chance that it could be Derry and Donegal. Um, yeah, but then it wouldn't have been in Breffney. Yeah, but, uh, but that's why they didn't fix it. But I mean, fix it after the game. <laughs> fix it. The way, it's still a week. You know, it's yeah. that day. It doesn't really matter with the venue. But that, I think I think that was the reason for it. They didn't know in time, but. Um, uh, I agree with you completely what you're saying about the under twenties. I just hope now Cavan can unearth a couple of stars and, and get a run in it because we we've kind of after a glorious four or five years we've we've tailed away a wee bit underage. So we're, we're be nice to get a run and maybe maybe get to a final again. Yeah, well, just just looking back over the last few years, so essentially we've beaten Fermanagh. We we've only we've only beaten Fermanagh. 
since since fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen, we've only beaten Fermanagh. Fermanagh in, in in Ulster on the twenties yeah. or on the twenty one competitions. Mm. And like yeah. we were well, we were well beaten by Donegal last year. Very well beaten that day. That's right. Um, That's right. We've we've won game in those won one in those four years. I tend to think that that under twenty game last year against Donegal was a freak game. Um, that was difficult. Like the Hastings Cup was done away with. They were going into it. They had played challenge games and their challenges are gone, as John was saying, but they had played challenges and done really well last year. And you can see the talent that was on that team. A good few of them have come into the seniors, like mm. Stephen Smith, Connor Rehill, um, Connor James Brady, Smith. James Smith. Fellas have slotted into seniors. Yeah. Connor Smith was, before he got that injury, he was flying as well. So I tend to think that was a freak result because there was a big effort to put in preparing that team. But I suppose. If year on year you're not winning games, then you have to you have to say it's becoming a bit of a trend. Mm. And we lost 2015. We lost to Tyrone, but they went on and won the All Ireland. Um, the following year, we were we were well beaten by Donegal. But again, that was a funny game because we had we had beaten Fermanagh. Sorry, 15. No, was it 15? F- we lost to Donegal. No, 14. We, or sorry, 15. Yeah, that's right. 15. 15 we lost to Donegal. Up we lost Donegal. 16. We lost to Tyrone, to Tyrone. and they won the All Ireland. That's right. 2017, we lost to um, Donegal, but that was the evening where they scored something like 118 from 20 shots. That's right. Like that really was a free game, but they and they were exceptional. And they actually they won Ulster, but that, they were sort but of they flogged. They had been flogged. Loads final. of them had played senior and played under 21 almost and every game. Yeah, they had a short gap between the Ulster final and uh, the All Ireland semi final. Yeah, because I saw them, they were exceptional under 21 team, but I saw them in their All Ireland semi final against Dublin. Looked average. And well, they just looked tired. Mm. Um, yeah, and then twenty eighteen, obviously, we were beaten up in up in um, Celtic Park. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, like it's a disappointing run, and it's yeah. Look, at maybe it's a question for another day. How how Calvin can get back the success at on the race that we had from the early part of this decade to the mid part. You know, it has to. We, we'd love to see that, those glory days coming back. But it's it's just it's like both the minor and the under twenty one. Uh, since they've been switched under 17 and under 20 they've been sort of their status has been demeaned a bit mm. like minor was a great one like because you had 18 year old lads like they were some of them were adults technically and under 21 obviously was was next best thing to senior but now it's all kind of been degraded you've, you've brought it down to lads of 16 and which they're not fully formed footballers or anywhere close no. to, and then you've, you've, you've okay the under 20s but you're playing them without all their best players yeah. So like yeah. it, it, it's it's I can't see why that was changed. It's very disappointing. Yep, it's a, a debate for another day. But um, yeah, that brings us to the end of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Again, don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin where you'll hear an interview with Nicholas Walsh, former Calvin footballer. Um, you'll also have towards the end of this week the preview of the Calvin Armagh game in the Ulster. Championship semi-final with Michael Hannon, Paul Fitzpatrick and myself. There's an interview, an exclusive interview uh, with Mickey Graham, the Cavan manager, uh, along with other content as well. So thanks a million and hope you have a great weekend. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavan, was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave and it's over the lap and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonough, what a goal! Oh yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan!
Farmers Walk on the Roads near Virginia. Hurrah!